3: chat with Husker Online, Sean Callahan. Good morning, Sean. Thanks for joining us. We just talked the entire first segment about the sellout streak is officially continuing for Indiana this Saturday, 6.30 kickoff at Memorial Stadium. I'm curious, Sean. I think it depends how Nebraska plays the next few weeks, but do you believe this would be something that Nebraska struggles to get sold out the the last three games of the season beyond Indiana, or, or do you believe that it will take care of itself, Sean?
2: I think it will take care of itself. I mean, Wisconsin and Minnesota alone, um, you know, they're, they're going to travel some fans here too, um, you, you would think. So I i don't see those being an issue. Illinois would probably be the one I, I'd zone in on. And, and um, you know, that's over a month away. Um, but yeah, Trev Albert's announcing yesterday Indiana sold out. And um, I think it's a big deal. I, I know there's some, especially it seems like some fans that just kind of want to see this thing go away. But it really is a strong statement about why this program is special and and, and where it's at when a state, you know, under 2 million people can fill up a stadium every single week since 1962. I mean, you're talking, you know, if you just took the state's population, it's um, less than one out of 20 people um, is in that stadium on a Husker Saturday, which is just remarkable when when you put it in, in, in those terms, and, he, and you know, puts Nebraska in conversations around the world. I mean, I've done an interview in India with a guy um, in the sports world there about the Nebraska sellout streak and just how they were mesmerized by what it meant and, and how many people go to these games in a state of this population. So um, I, you know, I think it's a big deal, and, and it's going to be interesting to follow.
3: Sean, I'm looking at this game on Saturday, now again, the, the conversation this past weekend was, you know, no bye weekend. Who are you watching around the nation? But I'm looking at Nebraska. I want you to explain something to me because I'm confused. Nebraska right now against Indiana, who is three and one coming in with the loss to Cincinnati. Nebraska one and three with one win against North Dakota. But Nebraska right now, as of this moment, is a five and a half point favorite. Can you explain that to me, Sean? I'm confused. I'm really confused. <laughs> yes. it,
2: it's interesting in the sense that you know. Cincinnati or um, Indiana played a road game last week. It play, they played a good team last week. Um, but you're right. I mean, everything on paper would suggest they should be the favorite. I mean, they beat Illinois. Nebraska hasn't beaten Illinois in a couple of years. Um, they, they beat a pretty good Western Kentucky team. I mean, that was a Western Kentucky team that last week won 73 to nothing over Florida International. Um, you know, so there there's a there's a lot there that they've put together. And Tom Allen is a good coach. I know they had a rough year a year ago, but um, you know, he is one of the better coaches in the league with way the way he's turned around Indiana as a member of the Big Ten East. Um so his program is strong and, and he's proven that there over his time. Uh, but I, I think being at home, there's some advantages, at least they they think for Nebraska coming off a bye week. Um, but it is it is one of those that caught my attention. I told Sipple though, Sunday, I, go, I bet Nebraska is still about a three-point favorite. I think that's what it opened at. And, and yeah, what even more surprising yeah. that it went it's up. It jumped. Um, I, I didn't expect it to get up to about, I think it got up to six and a half, Jake.
3: I believe you're right. It's five and a half as of right now. But, yeah, it's crazy. It's
0: crazy. Sean, I don't understand it. I really don't. It doesn't add up. How does it add up?
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, especially the matchup of Indiana's offense on paper. Um, If, if, you know, they can play 80, 90, 100 snaps like they have all year, that's not a good matchup for Nebraska. This defense doesn't have the depth or the, you know, at least in the first four games, they haven't proven that they can handle that many snaps. And that's how Indiana plays every game. So there's a lot about it. Um, Where Nebraska's defense, it just makes you wonder. How they're going to stack up because Indiana could potentially hold the ball and, and, and run over run 100 plays in this game. They ran at 104 in at a loss last week, which I don't think I've ever seen before.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't happen very often. Sean Callahan joins us from HuskerOnline Sean, what? There's a g- interesting subplot in this game. Mickey Joseph, twice at least twice, has talked about having to slow the tempo. So, he wants to slow the tempo of Nebraska's offense. Whipple, Whipple, Mark Whipple is a high tempo, tempo coach. He loves tempo. What's this going to look like? What's it going to look like on Saturday night?
2: Well, I think we saw what it looked like against Oklahoma. I mean, they, I think you know, I think they struggled with what the plan should and needed to be needed to be. And you go back to a a year before that, Scott Frost didn't try to run a track I meet mean, with Oklahoma. They slowed that game down, and mm-hmm. they made they made it very interesting. Um they limited the overall possessions. Um, if you remember, I think the first quarter there were only two possessions in the Oklahoma game a year ago. Total for both teams, mm-hmm. one and mm-hmm. one. And they were like seven minute seven minute drives at both sides of the ball. And, you know, they made it interesting. The, the, this year against Oklahoma, they, they go fourteen possessions and it just you know, they weren't cut out for that kind of game. And if Mickey Joseph and these guys want a shot at the job, they understand and know that this four-game stretch really will define that. You've got Rutgers next after this, then Purdue, then Illinois. Um, you've got to put together a formula that can help you win, and that's slowing it down right now, running the ball, because you've got a good running back. And I, I think Gabe Irvin's pretty good, too. But Anthony Grant is a piece that you want to use, and he can make that offensive line look better um, because he makes guys miss. And Amir Abdullah used to do that here. He made guys miss and made the offensive lines always look better, even than they were. And there were some good offensive lines back then, too. Uh, But then that helps your defense. You don't want that defense out there in this game um, 80, 90, 100 plays.
3: Sean, Bill Bush says he wants to simplify things defensively for Nebraska. I'm curious, to the common fan watching from the stands or on their TV, can, is that obvious to see it? What does that even look like to simplify the defense to a fan? Or is it just strictly terminology for the defenders and everything?
2: I just think it means getting the call in quicker and going. Uh, but Indiana's going to go quick. Um, you can't run 104 snaps in a loss without going quick. Um, so you, you've got to have a defined call sheet and go with it. You can't sit there and try to, uh, and try to have the perfect call every single time because that's when you're going to get caught flat foot. That's when you're going to get caught not ready to go. And and that's what opposing offensive coordinators had been doing in Nebraska. They they had been really getting them crossed up before the snap. And a lot of times they weren't ready to go. And um, you saw it in Ireland start to happen right away. And some of the players kind of brushed it off or protected the coaches in that sense. But Shenander took full blame for the defensive guys not being ready um, because he's you know, I was trying to get that call in to match up the personnel and it just it just there wasn't a very good flow to it and I felt like it was being strategized against Nebraska because people knew that's how they like to play defense.
0: Sean Callahan joins us from huskeronline.com. Sean, there was a, some I would say some minutia in terms of changes on the depth chart. Um Omar Brown is listed number 2 at nickel behind Isaac Gifford. Um Deshaun Singleton, I don't know. I I guess uh, he's listed number two behind Miles Farmer at one safety. They got Chris Kolarovich now listed as an inside linebacker behind Nick Henrich. How much does, do those things matter? And do you anticipate a lot of personnel changes as we go forward with Mickey Joseph?
2: I think you could see maybe some in the back end. Uh, the Omar Brown one is the one that probably I would lean on, um, just to shake it up more at at the nickel spot. But this thought that they're going to just go wholesale young guys, I I don't see that happening at this stage of the season. First of all, there aren't a lot of young guys. They only signed 15 freshmen total on this football team. So we're not talking really a lot of freshmen. Malcolm Hartstog's name is on there. Uh, But Mickey is not going to just mess around with young guys to get him experience because he's got a coach to to win and (laughs) be here. I mean, he's not looking to get freshman reps uh, unless they deserve to be out there. Uh, but, yeah, Kalarovich moving over. I was intrigued that Ernest Housman wasn't listed. If that was just an oversight, um, because I figured, you know, he started. And he wasn't on there anymore. And I'm like, oh, they might be redshirting him because this is game five.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.
2: Uh, he's still on special teams and, and will have a heavy role on special teams.
3: Sean, looking at the Big Ten West in general, I mean, wh- when did Minnesota turn into a juggernaut? Because they're 4-0. They blast Michigan State on the road 34-7 to on Saturday. They have a top five offense and defense right now, I believe, in college football. I mean, are, are they for real? Can, can they contend in the Big Ten with the, with the big boys? Or what do you see with them right now? How, how, when they become this juggernaut team?
2: I'm going to throw another stat out on Minnesota, too. That's interesting. Okay. Their quarterback, Tanner Morgan, is 31 and 12. 31 and 12 as a starter. Wow. I mean, yeah. He's got, he's got like, whoa. You know, that's an, I mean, he's, he's going to push, now he's going to win 40 games, but he's going to be close to a 40 game winner about that? as a starting quarterback, which is remarkable. That's like Tommy Frazier career numbers. And I don't think anybody would ever regard him as like a 35, 40 game winner at quarterback. But I think the steadiness he brings, he's not an elite quarterback, but he's a very, very good quarterback that manages the game. And they always have a good offensive line and they've always had running backs. And that's what always impresses me about Minnesota. Every time you're like, Oh, he's finally gone. They're going to drop off at running back or he got hurt. They're going to drop off their running back play has consistently been really good and now they've got Mo Ibrahim who's you know if they gave a comeback player of the year would win the comeback player of the year probably in the conference right now Uh, but yeah it it is time I think you start really giving PJ Fleck the due and respect he deserves because uh, and a lot of people do already but I I think some people look at his row the boat and all the other things and and just kind of chuckle but he's got Minnesota playing at a very high level. They've got an excellent schedule as well. Um, and beating Michigan state while you see a team like Wisconsin lose to Ohio state, that's big in the East game. When you play those East crossovers, they they just gained one up on Wisconsin right there, um, you know, in the crossover areas and Iowa and Wisconsin have bad crossover draws and Minnesota has got a much more favorable draw this year. So, uh, they're they're they are the favorite right now. There's no okay. question. When you look at the West, um, Minnesota, to me, really controls things at this point.
3: Have you have you seen Wisconsin as vulnerable as they are right now in any recent season, Sean? They they look like a very pedestrian team to me.
2: Well, you know, if you talk to the people that really know recruiting, they they'll tell you that things have slipped there behind the scenes, and the, the, just the overall you know day-to-day management of recruiting and things but their program and their culture has always kind of overcome those things and i think some of those things you know might catch up to over time Um, but they still have a great running back and they still play physical defense and they have uh, you know good line of scrimmage play like always but yeah i think some of the things and finally they have a really they have a very difficult schedule this year at least in the crossover then you know, you thought they had an easy non-conference schedule, but then Washington State beat them. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know that, that there, yeah, there's a lot with Wisconsin that get, gets your attention. I mean, this is that's another tragedy of this year for Nebraska. Is, this is a great year for them to make a run or a move in the West, and they've just squandered this great opportunity. I mean, they're they've been favorites now for their first five games, and they're one and three right now.
0: <laughs> Sean Callahan joins us. Sean, what, what do you think the general feeling in the fan base was Saturday night as Adrian Martinez was shredding Oklahoma and and leading Kansas State to a victory in Norman?
2: Yeah, it's like they uh, it's like taking a loss. I mean, it, you know, it, it, but I said this with you last night on the wrap up sip. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a scenario where Martinez could have stayed here anyway. He's coming off the injury and had a you know, new offensive coordinator coming in, um, and he wasn't going to be around for spring ball. I, I think people are just happy. This kid went through so much, and to see him on national TV on the Fox Television Network, the same Fox Television Network that aired Nebraska, Oklahoma, you know, do that on Saturday night. That that I, I was really really happy,
0: and I know a lot of people were. For were him. you watching that game at, at Tanner's?
2: Yeah, and the place erupted when he scored. It was, all, it was like you, you're watching a Husker game. Yes,
3: that's and, and by the way, Sean will be at the Tanners today from 4 to 5 p.m. with DP and Jay in old school. So stop on by. Uh, Sean, thank you for the time. We'll see you later today, and we'll talk to you also next week.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good one. So, so, so Sean Callahan.
0: Nebraska fans cheering for Kansas State. That's, that's a sure sign of losing your way. Um, I, that's just saying. Where they're rooting for Kansas, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little different. <laughs> they're kind of rooting for Baylor. It's a little different. We're rooting for Baylor. No, it's different. Some Can't, rooting for no, Iowa no, State. Kansas State was became something of a rival. Yeah, I,
3: I know. But you've got, you've got Husker fans in their own way pretty much in you know, somewhat rooting for Kansas State, Kansas, Baylor, and Iowa State because of their head coaches in the conversation.
0: Very this odd. is a weird, very, very weird place to be. Well, it's a strange
3: season. Well, it's been strange for a while. Not just this season; it was strange last year and the year before
0: that. Well, and the year before that. Yeah, but this year it's all strange. Your your head coach and your defensive coordinator were shown the door before mid September. I mean, now you have these now you have these competing sort of competing stories. We're following a coaching search. Oh, yeah, Nebraska's playing Indiana. Uh, it's kind of no, – this I, is not what players sign up for. This is not what your, your, your players sign up for. At
3: I, all. I had a friend, a good friend of me, big big Husker fan, texted me yesterday saying, do you want to play golf Saturday? He said, well, I, I got to cover the game. like, oh, yeah, I forgot they played this weekend. Exactly. Like you got people, you got, Exactly. You got people that are, are big fans. Just you know, they forgot the season's even going because the coach is already gone.
0: I, what do? You, what's the season going to bring anymore? I wrote a column. It's about Dave Aranda maybe being yeah, a target. You did in Leipold. Okay, let's just put it this way: that column, I, I imagine it'll be it'll get a huge number, a huge traffic number. If I wrote a nice column right now about Casey Thompson, ain't getting ready. Yeah. Unless they start winning, but yeah. But
3: unlikely. By but, the but way,
0: see how odd that is?
3: It's not well, it, it's an odd season. It's already been odd. Yeah. I mean a month ago today we were flying back from Dublin. Both of us. <laughs> today. A month ago. Right? A right. month to a month ago, today, we were in the air on the way back from Dublin. Oh, ah, Dublin. To the US.
0: Aviva Stadium was a wonderful experience.
3: I don't know if you're aware of this, Sip, but uh, Purdue. They won a close game last week against Florida International. Yes. Um, or, sorry, maybe Florida. Florida. Atlantic. Florida, sorry, FAU. Florida yeah. Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Me. I don't know the status for this Saturday of, of Aiden O'Connell. He did not play in that game. Right. They play at Minnesota.
0: Oh, what what's – I don't know the line. This,
3: okay, guess this. Okay. I
0: don't know the line.
3: Number 21, Minnesota. Purdue at 2-2. Two two, uh, 11 a.m. kickoff in Minnesota. Guess the spread as of this very moment. Okay, now – and I don't know if they know if O'Connell's playing or not. I, I can't tell you which way the line's going. Okay, so yeah, you're giving me some hints. No, I'm not. So I don't know if they know.
0: Um, Minnesota ten point favorite.
3: Minnesota twelve and a half point favorite. Okay. against Purdue.
0: What would you do there? I'm taking Minnesota. Wait, I, who's,
3: who started quarterback for Purdue? If yeah. Purdue's playing O'Connell, I'll probably take Purdue to cover that. Lose, okay. lose but cover. Lose but if, cover. If if. if if it's not O'Connell, then I would take Minnesota to cover the 12-and-a-half. You want to guess quickly? The uh, Michigan is at Iowa, 11 a.m. Ooh, kickoff.
0: Ooh, these are good games. Also,
3: yeah, 11 a.m. This is the big noon game.
0: Oh, good, good. That's awesome. We can watch we can, that. You can watch the whole thing. That's Michigan at Iowa? 11 a.m. That's 11 a.m. kickoff? Iowa wanted sprint. that to be a night game. That's too bad for Iowa.
3: I know. They would have won it, too. Um, not, they don't lose no, night games.
0: That spread is Michigan- Seven and a half point favorite. Michigan, ten and a half.
3: Point Whoa, favorite. and my favorite one oh, there's like there's two more. Uh, well, before we get to the mailbag, there's two more great ones. Ohio State is playing Rutgers this weekend. Rutgers just lost to Iowa 27 to 10 because of two defensive touchdowns by the Hawkeyes.
0: That's a big number, you obviously. Care to guess the yeah, spread? 27. 40 and a half. Whoa,
3: that seems I would take Rutgers to cover that. Whoa, I mean, not win, but cover right. 40 and a half. Right. And last but not least. Penn State is hosting lowly Northwestern. Okay, I want to get one right. Okay. This is a two thirty kick in uh, at Penn State.
0: Penn State is a is a big favorite. I'm going to say 19. 26 and a half. Oh, no, I'm not even close. Those are On this.
3: numbers you don't see in conference play.
0: Don't, you don't. Forty and a half. You
3: don't. At twenty six and a half
0: in conference play. It's insane. That's a little
3: odd. That, I haven't seen lines like that in the Big Ten for a long time in conference play.
0: I'm telling you right now, as bad as Nebraska's playing, if they can eke one out on the home field against Indiana, you, you have a shot at Rutgers.
3: Yeah, and, we'll, and we'll see if Purdue has O'Connell when they play there. Now right. hey, I think they'll exactly. play this week, but we'll see. He's yeah, banged up. That's a good point. Song of the day and mailbag next an early break in the ticket.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.